0: This is Mark Rabin. Welcome to episode 167 of Lean Blog Audio. This is a post from January 3rd, 2017, and it's titled My Visit to Cleveland Clinic Seeing Leaders Engaging Staff in Meaningful Improvement. Uh, Just over a year ago, I had an opportunity to spend a day with some lean leaders at the famed Cleveland Clinic. My hosts included Nate Hurley and Dr. Lisa Yarian. I had a chance to visit one of their community hospitals, Hillcrest Hospital, as well as the main Cleveland Clinic campus. It was a very stimulating visit, and it was great to see the progress they were making in building a culture of improvement as they uh, are referring to it. Nate and Lisa encouraged me to write about what I saw, and I meant to, and they followed up you know, in a friendly way. And there's really no good reason why it took me a year uh, to write more about my visit. You know, Maybe I had too much whip or work in process in my head, as my friend and author Jim Benson would say. So maybe better late than never. Now, uh, in this blog post, I do link back to two posts I wrote last year about their Cleveland Clinic Improvement Model, and you can find links to those and other stuff I mentioned here by going to leanblog.org audio 167. So what else did I see that day? I saw many really encouraging signs of culture change. I saw engaged leaders at all levels and staff members who were excited about driving improvement. One positive was, quite literally, a sign that expresses an important notion for Cleveland Clinic to build upon, a big sign that talked about putting patients first. Putting patients first, of course, is very compatible with the lean philosophy of putting customers first. So an organization that already has a high level of focus on patients' needs and the patient experience seems likely to do better in embracing the lean approach, than an organization that still orients everybody around the doctors. Now, signs like this that say patients first have to be more than just a slogan. It needs to be something that an organization lives up to each and every day. Getting input from staff about goals. At the Cleveland Clinic sites, I visited many departments that had standardized boards for daily management, including performance metrics and improvement activity. And that's becoming uh, more common in healthcare these days. Now, one thing that stood out about these boards and their approach that was uh, unusual, and I mean this in a good way, was hearing leaders in different departments talk about staff members giving input into their goals. In a way, this sounds like the lean concept of catchball, where goals are no longer just dictated in a top down way. Staff getting input and giving input leads to discussion and consensus building in a lean culture. Now, In my own past consulting projects, when I've asked hospital staff an open-ended question like, what should we improve? Or what goals are we trying to achieve? The answers from frontline staff generally haven't been that far off from what managers would say. I remember a microbiology uh, department team that talked about turnaround times for lab results and the need to reduce overtime. You know, they were tired and felt overworked. They, they were. The data ended up showing that. That What they said lined up exactly with what management was looking to accomplish, although they were driven a bit more by cost reduction as a goal. Now, asking staff for input and then taking that input seriously helps people feel respected because they are being respected. Different modes of improvement. In the Cleveland Clinic departments, they were taught different modes of improvement. Not everything needs to be an A3 and not everything needs to be a formal rapid improvement event. When staff are engaged to point out problems and focus on improvement, Cleveland Clinic teaches them various approaches that can be used on problems of different size and complexity. As Dr. Yarian says, we tend to roll these methods out all at once. We find that when we introduce the idea of waste and ask them to identify waste in the work or what gets in the way, they identify a spectrum of waste and problems that require all three approaches. And, and then we're off, she says, off on... path to improvement so they use relatively simple kaizen cards and more complex a3 problem solving templates but it's all plan do study adjust or pdsa as joe schwartz and i wrote about in our book healthcare kaizen they utilize root cause analysis techniques including fishbone diagrams i saw many of those posted and the five whys approach uh, as needed Some improvements are what they call just do-its or quick and easy kaizens. I'm all for not uh, overcomplicating things, and Cleveland Clinic seems to agree. The teams focus on a single A3 at a time, receiving assistance from a coach, which seems to be a really important success factor. Their goal, as stated by Cleveland Clinic, is to have a culture of improvement. Working toward that culture takes time. It's a journey. You don't implement, quote-unquote, a new culture overnight. It takes coaching and leadership over time, but they seem to be working on it. Environmental services. One of our first stops in our Gemba visits was to meet staff in the EVS department to hear about their improvement work. Members of their team gave a series of short stand-up presentations about problems they had solved in their work. They were focused on simplifying and improving what they did and how they did it. One staff member presented about their process for providing key and badge access to employees and managers. They learned when they dug into the details of the work, something most people don't get the chance to do, unfortunately, there were 65 different access point profiles, which they decided was overkill. They weren't shortcutting security through this effort. They made this clear. They got it down, though, to 13 different profiles and then just three. They found, as they described it, a simpler way. I was also impressed that the team was learning to, as they said, look at the process, not pointing fingers at people. They talked about other improvements. The details of the improvements mattered to them, but I was more taken aback with how well they seemed to understand and articulate lean culture concepts. They were talking about countermeasures instead of using the word solutions, using the five whys or whatever the right number of whys is and more. They talked about developing 80% solutions instead of talking forever in the name of creating a perfect solution. As they said, quote, we might not have solved it, but we lessen the effect and we keep working at it. We don't jump to solutions, end of quote. When somebody mentioned that the EVS department had only been on their lean or improvement journey for six months, I was really surprised. Just six months? I was really impressed. The EVS department and their efforts show that Kaizen really is for everybody. The ability to study and improve one's work doesn't have much to do with your formal education level. Everyone can be an expert in how their own work is done. Everybody has the potential to be creative and to improve their work, especially when they're taught and coached on these concepts. Patient transport. In this department, I remember how enthusiastic the team lead was about improvement. He and the other two team leads were designated as coaches for the improvement activity in the area. The team leads said they asked early on, you know, we're, we're already high performing, so why process improvement? They came to realize that there's always room for improvement and that it can actually be really energizing. Their team members were also asked for input on finding waste and what was important to them and their customers. They talked about going from band aids to root causes. Their powerful summary statement said, quote, our voice is heard and we can make a difference. We study the work and see what's possible. That This all goes to show that Lean, of course, is not about managers or experts telling people how to do their work differently. It's a process for engaging those who do the work, providing coaching and being partners in improvement. And this was really great to see. In nursing units, uh, I posted a picture of some nurses and staff who wanted a picture with me and their copies of the book Lean Hospitals. In the NICU, staff talked about their change process, which included formal stakeholder analysis, and that's something that's often neglected, and it's something participants get to practice in my change management workshop. In another unit on 5 Main, a medical surgical floor, they had saved $177,000 through Kaizen improvements and were also improving patient care. Patient satisfaction surveys about staff responsiveness showed huge improvements from what was sometimes the first percentile, which is of course very low, to the 99th percentile, which is very high performance. Phlebotomy. There are many other places that we visited. Uh, I I went through the day actually not expecting to blog about my visit, so uh, my notes trailed off throughout the day. But I do remember the phlebotomy or specimen collection area being very proud of their improvement. So I've posted a video about some of that work that I saw, and it's a, a video that also uh, features their CEO, Dr. T- Toby Cosgrove. So if you wanna see that video, go to leanblog.org audio 167. Before their improvements, they were only seeing about 50% of their patients within 15 minutes, and their goal was to see 95% within that time. They're now often at 100% performance. These results didn't come from pressuring staff to work faster they made a number of systemic improvements to the way work was structured and performed. Everybody finding a better way. So in these various departments, staff and leaders were holding huddles and having discussions about improvement. In what they call their daily accountability discussions, they were all asking, what's preventing us from doing blank instead of pointing fingers and blaming people for poor performance? Those mindsets and behaviors helped build this culture of improvement. One employee said, Before, the executives had the answers. Now we involve everybody. And that's always great to see. The excitement and positive attitudes were very noticeable. My visit to the Cleveland Clinic was energizing and reinvigorating. I hope that Nate and Lisa will write a guest post talking about the progress that they made in 2016 uh, in that, that year that passed between my visit and this blog post. So what progress is your organization going to make toward becoming or strengthening a culture of improvement in 2017? I'd love to hear what you think. Come to the blog, leanblog.org slash audio 167. And if you like this podcast series, uh, please go to iTunes or wherever you find uh, and download or listen to these podcasts and leave a review. If you rate uh, and leave some comments about the podcast, that's really helpful in helping others learn about Uh, this podcast series. Thanks for listening.